Hi guys. So uh, this episode is a little different. So like the first half is going to be us talking about renewable energy since Jason has an expertise in that, allegedly. And uh, so, you know, if you don't want to listen to to sciencey renewable energy stuff, you can just skip ahead to like half of the podcast. And that's where we're going to be up to all our usual tricks and uh, dick and fart jokes. So yeah, enjoy this episode. Bye. Friends apart. Um, so we might as well just go ahead and record this shit. Um, <clears throat> might be might be the best part about a podcast. I I literally got nothing. I'm hungover and <laughs> drinking alcohol free beer. So, um, all right. Uh, it's, welcome it's, it's to horrible. season two, episode six of Friends Apart podcast. You join us mid conversation because we decided not to start recording immediately <laughs> about the differences and benefits and and and. Uh, d- <sighs> disadvantages of <laughs> negative uh, electric cars and hydrogen fuel cells and shit like that yeah. uh, Francis hungover and I feel hungover but uh, I only had two beer yesterday <laughs> uh, over the course of a couple hours yeah so um, <clears throat> fueled by my Heineken 0% Heineken 0% pure malt lager Drink it's now. quite good actually it's probably the best I've had Yes, and that's why I keep drinking it and keep pretending like uh, my life isn't shit. Although so, Erdinger is a, is also pretty good, the alcohol-free. Mm. Yeah, but it got like it, it's got like three times the calories, so <laughs> I don't. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, we were just talking about. So, um, I, I think that might be a, a little bit of a of an offshoot of my uh, segment that I uh, desperately try to implement called Science Corner. Um, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to the to the second half of Science Corner. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, basically, what we were talking about is uh, so Jason is in renewable energy um, and and developing new batteries and stuff. So, so he knows that shit, and I don't at all. Um, however, because I don't really know it, I guess. Oh, excuse me. Um, I guess that. The questions that I have um, pro- are probably the same ones that you guys have. So uh, the, the main thing that a lot of people claim is is the following. So I've, I've heard that from a couple of people by now, actually. And it's about uh, Norway and uh, their electric vehicles. So... Um, there's so there's this Guardian article, uh, for example, that says electric cars rise to record 54% market share in Norway. Mm-hmm. Um, Norway became the first country in the world where the sale of electric cars has overtaken those powered by petrol, diesel, and hybrid engines. Um, with German car make of Volkswagen replacing Tesla as the top battery vehicle producer. That's interesting, actually. Um, they just know where the good cars come from. Um, <laughs> so yeah, basically what, 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 what's this article saying? So yeah, that's, you know, it's cool. They're being environmentally conscious and stuff. And they are basically mostly reporting about which cars they're driving. However, there have been reports and to be fair, I've never read that myself. So I'm not sure if that's just some hearsay, but it's about the power grid and how the power grid cannot keep up with uh, the demand of those, you know, high-powered um, batteries that are in cars. So at a certain amount of, of electric cars uh, being more or less charged at the same time, the power grid would, would fail. Is that true? Is that something where you're like, yeah, that is actually possible? Or uh, apart from obviously it depends on the country's infrastructure and stuff. But just talking about... your regular western country do you think that our power grids would be able to uh withstand uh those 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 currency peaks that would occur for example each afternoon or 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 evening when people come home from work Mm. and all start charging their cars at the same time so that's an interesting case and i think a lot of people make cases for a certain hypothetical version of like a let's say an analog of the way we fuel cars now, but through electric. So you know how like Tesla has the supercharger stations. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of people think that um, they imagine a world where each gas station is replaced with supercharger stations. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
for instance, in a, in a busy city that has like vacation or vacation, like um, tourists. Um, and there's just like continuous, like a hundred plus cars a day go through this or a hundred plus cars an hour go through a gas station to fill up. Um, there's no way that you'd be able to produce the amount of electricity that would be required to power that. So mm-hmm. obviously like what you said, it requires completely changing the way you approach fueling up your car. So yeah, it would be plugging in a home. The thing that I would say about that is that each home is already allocated to a certain amount of electricity, like bandwidth basically. So my home here is uh, allotted 200 amps of service. Mm -hmm. Um, So an electric car charging uses, I want to say 40 or 50 amps of electricity at uh, 240 volts. So Mm -hmm. in terms of the wattage, that is the total amount of bandwidth that my house can consume. It's not, it's not there. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. already below that. And ostensibly each house should be able to, I mean, probably not consume the maximum that they, that their service can, uh, can accommodate, but um, certainly, especially when people have things like their air conditioner running and like dryers and shit like that, those things all use a massive amount of electricity too while they're on and charging a car. Mind you, this is also not like level three charging. Like this isn't um, the like 150, 200 kilowatt hour uh, kilowatt battery charging like the, the mm-hmm. superchargers are. This is like level two charging where you are charging to full over eight hours instead of 30 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Sure. So in that respect, it's absolutely fine. Um, mm-hmm. If everybody charged their car at the same time every day on a supercharger level of electricity, sure, there would be problems, of course. Um, the other argument is obviously that those kind of charging, um, like your home chargers, don't work in a lot of places where like single homes don't exist. Like for instance, if you park your car on the street, like in a lot of German cities and a lot of North American cities, um, mm-hmm. that means you need to like allot some time during the week to go charge your car, maybe even a couple of days, um, which takes time to drive there and then also charge it. Um, those are like different problems, obviously, but um, hmm. yeah. <clears throat> Be- because so, for example, here it says, um, the vice president, so this, okay, so this article is from uh, uh, February of this year. Okay, and it was, it was, okay, it was last updated May of this year. Uh, it's about, so the Norwegian vice president, um, no, sorry, sorry. The vice president of the country's state-owned power grid asked all Norwegians to stop charging their EVs. More specifically, um, the executive VP of Systems Marketing at Statna told um, Norway's NRK, which is like their public uh, television, Mm -hmm. um, that with Norwegians using a total of 25.1 gigawatts of electricity in your record between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. on February 4th, we really want people not to charge or heat their electric cars between 8 and 9 in the morning. In fact, according to Norway's uh, news, the strain on the national grid was so great that the average cost for electricity in Norway ballooned some 600% that first day morning. The issue is that Norway, in its eagerness to eradicate its carbon footprint, has largely exercised uh, fossil fuels from its energy mix, thanks to banning home heating oil last year, as well as, of course, the forsaking of internal combustion, more than three-quarters of Norway's energy consumption is now electric. What once was a vast surplus of hydroelectricity is now sometimes on edge, especially since Norway is currently on in something of a cold snap. Okay, here we go. Both homes and car batteries, it seems, need heating first thing in the morning, Mm-hmm. Hence the reason this vice president told the news that when the whole country wants to have electricity at the same time, the suppliers must turn on 
the uh, expensive power plants to have enough for everyone. So basically, what what we're seeing here, and I mean, that's just my my layman's opinion right here. But as with any technology, um, the, I mean, EVs are. <laughs> that's always oh God. I hate when people do this. You you <laughs> when when you talk about how the use of EV is evolving and quite new. Yeah, there have been electric cars like a hundred years ago. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I, I have, okay. But, but you get my point. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the EVs that we have now, everything's quite new. And I think that countries that are very environmentally conscious and the Scandinavian countries, I think, are a great example for that with Finland just having built the, the second biggest um, nuclear plant uh, in mm-hmm. the world uh, this or last year, um, but also having built the biggest and uh, uh, most high-tech and, like, you know, conceptually just a very, very novel approach to how to get rid of the nuclear waste. Um, mm-hmm. As well, that just goes to show that the, the, the way that technology evolves, we now know that you have to find solutions for what to do with the waste in the end as well, or what you have to do with the problems that come with it with the new technology and it's something that we haven't done in the past think fossil fuels we were like yeah let's just burn everything that we find uh it's gonna be fine right and <laughs> well <laughs> it's it's not and i don't blame the people 100 years ago i blame the people the last 40 50 years Th- those are the ones that are really to blame because before that we didn't really know that much but like 40 50 years ago things were already getting quite clear <laughs> And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, so with every new technology that come problems and we need to solve those Think computers, we got computers. So we got computer viruses. Um, th- th- every new tech brings problems. And I just cannot stand when people you don't have to embrace every single new piece of tech. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is embrace the problems as well. If you really want to impact the world with a technology that you're developing um you have to embrace the problems as well and people being like well if everyone goes ev now our um uh power grid is not going to be able to handle it bitch we have like five percent evs right now in germany it, at, <laughs> at max i'm not sure i don't know the numbers right now but it's it, it can't be much more um and who the fuck expects Germany or any other country to to become fifty or more percent um, electrically driven overnight? That's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. this problem that people are raising is, for the most part, a hypothetical. And in in yes. in, in Norway, obviously, um, they encountered a problem that is, you know, a, a problem that they might have thought about before but since it's an open market and it's hard to you know control what people are buying um i i can also understand that and you know considering how much time and and money it costs to to improve your power grid um i can totally see how norway wasn't prepared for that that they were like, okay, within the last one or two years, all of a sudden the market share of EVs rose from, you know, I don't know, 10% to, to 54%. Yeah. Um, holy shit. Which That's they also encouraged heavily. It, exactly. And I think it's it's <laughs> that's the right way to do it with a combination of, you know, uh, electric self-sufficiency. We've just talked about this this before the recording with like power walls and stuff. Um with people being able to actually save energy, I think that's that's a very, very, very important part for the future. Um, for sure, this will also relieve in turn the power grids. And so, yeah, yeah. this is okay. Kind of, um, well, so I will say for kind of one of the ways I see Norway's thing is too is they've they've leaned heavily into renewable energy, which is fantastic, and they've developed yeah. a grid which, by all accounts, works just as intended 95% of the time. And that is good. Um, Obviously there are things that you can't foresee happening until they do happen. um, In which case I kind of dub this the, uh, the, the kettle, it's like a kettle Mm -hmm. scenario 
like in in uh, England, they have massive power spikes at like four o'clock when people come home and they turn the kettle <laughs> okay, on. Yeah. This is a legitimate problem that was it was like buckling the electrical grid when everyone came home at the same time and turned their kettle on. It's the exact same problem, and that was mitigated. And um, it's, uh, it's holy shit that is a, that is a real thing. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know it sounds made up, um, and uh, it's 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 almost it's almost like a it's like a chicken chicken versus egg thing in that something needs to happen to push something else forward, and in this case, you've developed renewables and pushed electric cars. Now the electric cars are growing to a point where you now need to continue building your electrical grid, and especially in Europe, in in Germany in particular. Um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of like kind of spaghetti grid and, uh, mm -hmm. and it's very centralized and, um, there's been very little incentive to upgrade it to the point where it's more decentralized. So not if one power station goes out, people aren't just fucked like, mm -hmm. um, and so that is kind of something that might necessitate. EVs becoming much larger in market share before they're like, wow, now we have a legitimate reason to really pursue this instead of just kind of saying, uh, it would be nice, but we can't justify it. Mm -hmm. Now you have a justification. And then that kind of pushes development in that area. Yeah, um, that's <clears throat> right. But uh, also another way, I think it's also, <sighs> there's like a hole in the way people perceive things because it's just a new way of looking at um energy in general so instead of just plugging your car in your home like uh california just implemented this mandate this week actually that all new homes need to be built with an energy storage system um mm. and the, this does a lot of things so it it um allows you to save electricity overnight when it's cheaper um it also mm -hmm. allows the home to draw from electricity during huge power spikes and it also allows you to charge a car through the power box so that um, you're not drawing electric uh, directly from the grid until mm -hmm. it's empty. Um, and those kind of things as an accessory to your home would solve a lot of this. And that might be something that just becomes like mandatory or essential for every new home mm -hmm. uh, or and for everyone to buy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. And I think that the... I think that people in general tend to oppose change. Um, it doesn't matter where you're from. I think there's a very common theme, um, especially among older folk. And, and I'm, I'm very sure that we're going to be the same way. Like <laughs> I refuse. Plus. I refuse. Exactly. Except, except I don't have TikTok. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what... Okay. So, what... I also want to make clear is because it's also apparently a misconception. And I just know that it's <laughs> wrong. Um, the main development for electric vehicles uh, is still underway. So there's like the baseline technology is there. It's usable. It's not just a prototype anymore. And um, that doesn't mean it's perfect. It's still under development very much so. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I've heard people say that why isn't there more sp money uh, spent for, you know, other technologies like hydrogen, synthetic fuels, whatever. And yeah, there's probably less money being spent. I don't know the numbers, but I would guess so. But that's mainly because, you know, you know how everyone's protesting right now for immediate change in carbon emissions and how we mm -hmm. immediately mm -hmm. need to act. Yeah, we have a technology that can help us yeah. to a great extent getting rid of, of the carbon emissions, which is uh, electric vehicles. And by pushing that tech further and further and further, because mm -hmm. it's the, the one that's developed the most, uh, as opposed to hydrogen or, or other technologies, um, it's also going to, for now, evolve a lot quicker with more focused yeah. efforts on that. Um, while hydrogen and other technologies are very, very much in their infant stages still. So yeah. um, that, that's why the, the R&D budgets are 
there. They're obviously bigger for EVs, but the way they are, the way this budget is spent in those different um, areas is just different. It's it's yeah. for for EVs. It's not basic research anymore. It's it's now for immediate deployment in mm -hmm. our everyday life, and that's just a huge huge difference. And that costs a lot of money. Um, and but you know it it obviously works. That's mm -hmm. see see Oslo with like half the people driving EVs now. So. Yeah, uh, and also um, they they did an upgrade in the um, uh, power grid for like one point six billion dollars, uh, which actually isn't as yeah, I mean it's it's a fuck ton of money. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't get you very far actually. Yeah, <laughs> not as far as you think it does. Yeah, so it it didn't seem that much, but I, I think because that was done in response to to like EVs. Um. Mm. I'm pretty sure that they already have a very good power grid and the the the, the upgrades that they have to you know that they had to do were different than the ones that for example Germany would have to make because right yeah we got problems <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of have two 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 things to that too uh one is that I, like it makes sense because electric vehicles are far simpler. It's literally just a battery, and you have a motor. Um, when you take a, when you kind of look at how a fuel cell car works, it's pretty much just as complicated as uh, a, an internal combustion engine. And then on top of that, there's also like the the hydrogen generation. Like you have to generate the hydrogen, which is yeah. very expensive, um, and then you have to carry it and store it. And those are like all problems that are very large and need to be solved. So you could have a perfect fuel cell. And in and, and fact, we do. Mm -hmm. That's actually the that's actually the easy part now. Like Toyota makes the Mirai, Mirai I think, or something. Yeah, um, yeah, right. And then like uh, Kia and Hyundai, they've got like fuel cell vehicles. They work great, actually, uh, where there's a fuel cell of <laughs> uh, hydrogen fuel up. Um but it's the other side, the, the industrial side of that. And um, my second point there kind of ties in with that is that the capitalistic side of all of this is this and kind of the sad reality that I learned in school is that no power plant or kind of energy generation, renewable or otherwise, gets built unless it will get a return on investment which is mm -hmm. the real sad truth because no matter how good it is for the environment, if the people who are investing in this can't foresee an outcome where it is profitable, then they won't build it. Mm -hmm. So even in times right now where also like for, for instance, Nova Scotia is a, a lot of this is coal powered and there is no plans to change that in the next 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. Um, because people don't want to invest in it and they're not going to. It doesn't matter sure. how good for the environment it is. It's not going to happen because they don't see a way to make money, more make money replacing it. Um, mm -hmm. And that's just the sad, sad side of that, which uh, is very, very frustrating. But that's, I mean, if you think about it, the, the whole pandemic right now has illustrated that very much. So, I mean, now the return that the investors expected wasn't, you know, money per se. Like, well, no, nah, that's not true. Yeah, they still expected money. But um, the main thing was, well, there's a pandemic raging and we don't want to die. So <laughs> that was their return mainly, apart from, you know, obviously the stock exchange <laughs> greatly profited from everything um, like uh, the Moderna and and uh, BioNTech uh, stocks were obviously shooting stars um, propelled yeah, by yeah. that. Um, and propelled by good work that they did. So uh, there was a lot of money just pumped in there. And uh, the money is there. It's not like the money doesn't exist that would be needed for, you know, developing um, renewable energy uh, sources, technologies, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only difference is that climate change is something that people, even though the world is literally on fire don't really seem to, you know, take as that apparent and urgent for whatever reason. Um, 
as they did with with the corona epidemic. So people were like, oh shit, there's a virus that can kill us. We need to develop something. Here's a couple of billions, uh, develop something for me. Okay, so what's next on the agenda? The world is on fire, the oceans are dying, and our biggest sources of of oxygen is, is just being, you know, destroyed and annihilated. And by a clearly man-made impact, mm, yeah, I guess we can sell combustion for like five years more, right? <laughs> so that's, well, that's, yeah. that's just a huge problem. And the, the incentive, of course, financially was never there because combustion engines were the ones that were the gold standard. So everyone bought them. And there were efforts that were uh, very much greenwashed. Like uh, in Germany, you had we had this like, uh, basically, if you brought your old car and had it, you know, just crushed, uh, mm-hmm. you got like a couple of thousand euros to buy a new uh, environmentally friendly car. Yeah. By yeah. that, they mean, you know, adhering to the new uh, uh, exhaust uh, gas standards that, that were implemented in the EU. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of right step, but mainly it was just for the big companies to sell their new cars. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. so I think that that is actually a principle. It could be applied for EVs as well, um, especially in countries where they don't sell as well right now, is by you know offering financial incentives to the people. Um, <laughs> but I think since, for example, like Germany, they're still opposing Tesla. There, there, there have been some some shady things going on with the Gigafactory and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So Germans aren't really friendly towards Tesla. Um, in Norway... Do you know they, why? Do you have any idea yeah, why? Yeah, there, there were some environmental concerns because they wanted to get rid of some forests or some shit. I don't know. It's... Oh, okay. It, it's... So if you just Google Gigafactory uh, uh, Germany, I think it was in Brandenburg, um, they, they want to finish it this year, I think. Um, but that led to a whole like anti-Tesla uh, mood in, mm. in the whole country, kind of. Obviously propelled by the media, that's propelled by, you know, big money that still wants to sell their combustion cars as long as they're producing them until I think of course, yeah. 2023, I think, is, is the deadline, or 2025. So anyways, uh, all this gibberish is just about, it's not that easy. It's not like, why don't they just build better batteries, man? I mean, oh, can, can't they just make them like takes. last longer and use less energy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, that's that, I mean, that's another problem too, because batteries right now, like lithium ion batteries, uh, still contain cobalt. I mean, Tesla is leading that charge in, re- in removing cobalt, but right now it's still, I don't know what the current standard is, but it's very crucial in like the crystal structure of the material that accommodates lithium ions. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing that truly substitutes it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, a, it's like, that's just a huge challenge. And uh, there are other materials like they're starting to use LFP batteries in uh, model three, I think, which are much cheaper they have a lower capacity. They last way longer, which is great, but um, you're not going to get the range out of them. So people mm-hmm. aren't going to like that either. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's an insane amount of time and effort and money to uh, develop new battery materials. So that's just, that's going to be a big challenge. And also, all that stuff takes time. That that's <laughs> that that's that's also a problem. That I think a lot of people don't realize that this stuff needs time. So. You know, the development throughout the last 20 years, uh, since, you know, Tesla first premiered their uh, Roadster, was like the first one, um, mm-hmm. w- was crazy. Think, think about what has happened since then. Yeah. And uh, I don't think people realize how much effort goes into that. And they're always like, Yo, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just do this? And like, <laughs> it's just not that easy. But yeah. Anyways, I, I think those were like the biggest points, um, like power grid exhaustion, um, as well as uh, you know other technologies and uh, why, and, and and how we could 
solve those problems um, because mm-hmm. those are the ones that whenever I'm talking to people um, about that stuff, uh, I feel like those are the questions then that they you know ask the most. So right, right. Now I can be like, so a battery person has told me that, and <laughs> um, you better listen to that one specific input that I got and take it as you know at face value and just yeah don't 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 question it. Yeah, um, I am the source of knowledge. <laughs> exactly, dude. Um, there, there was there's literally one thing that I wanted to show you that I've seen on the internet. <laughs> it's so fucked. I just, I just, sorry. I'm just waiting to figure out uh, how to how to work the snipping tool here. Um. Okay, let me let me get this. Okay. What is it? Oh fuck! What? I can. I can edit this out. <laughs> to know we're gonna leave all that in, bitch. Um. So it's you see ba- how he talks to me. <laughs> so this is th- this was a tweet um, that I've seen because since I'm mainly in charge of our Twitter account. We follow all the Formula One accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I check it, it's like Formula One this. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I follow anything. And I've, I've been like not following anybody because I didn't want to taint our Twitter account. But here I see you've been tainting it. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I've been rubbing my taint all over it, buddy. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm sending you this picture now. Um, so this was a tweet that they that they did, and before you react, uh, so there's. Let me just paint this picture for you. So Formula One, there's twenty teams, uh, there's ten teams, twenty drivers, and uh, for uh, each two drivers, uh, because it's the summer break right now, um, the teams have been posting stuff about their drivers. So just statistics, and there's those two drivers from my clan, um, uh, Lennon Norris and Daniel Ricciardo, and. They just, it, it's a picture that's literally just stats and a picture of both drivers above it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Twitter is wild, but I've never seen <laughs> a comment like that <laughs> just out of the blue. <laughs> uh, should I just, should I describe this for the listeners? <laughs> please do. Please do. Okay. So, so, um, this tweet um, is is to uh, F1 and McLaren, uh, and uh, so we have these two lads here. They've got their stats. They look like fine, standing, upstanding young gentlemen. Uh, and <laughs> this this tweet says, uh, "I hate men," but and then like emoji hearts surrounding the face, heart, uh, other surprised face, heart eyes, Lando, and then repeat those symbols. It's just literally. Think about someone at a party approaching you. Uh, (laughs) And I I also got to say, that comment was not a reply to something else besides the post. So it's not like somebody was like, oh, uh, I don't know. Women suck. That's why I like to have men in Formula One. I don't know. Like something like that. Nothing. It It was completely out of the blue. I hate men. But this guy, this guy is all right. <laughs> um, he's also not that attractive, uh, in my opinion. Compared, like that other guy is, looks like Drake if he Drake rode, drove <laughs> Formula One. Dude, that's Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel Ricciardo is the goat. But yeah, it's so, and it's also the picture of of the, of the girl. I, w- I would think that commented uh, is is a very feminine looking Asian girl, and just imagine she approaches you at a party and is like. You know, <coughs> I really normally hate men. I hate I hate I really hate men. But, uh, <laughs> but since there's nobody else to talk to, I'm gonna talk to you now. Okay. <coughs> oh god! <coughs> oh god! I, <coughs> I'm I'm dying, dude. Oh, I'm choking on my own spit. Oh fuck. Mm. Oh, thank God I got this Heineken 0.0 <coughs> Pro Malt Lager right in my hand. It just saved me from choking to death. Heineken. Smooth. 
um yeah so it's i just thought it was wild there's like a couple of things that i that i encountered like that just you know just outrageous comments out of the blue but that definitely takes the cake oh man there's Uh, somehow there's got to be like a book let somebody put together a book of just screenshots of tweets that are just fucking batshit out there uh wait a second i just ah, fuck there was a um it's called I Hate the Internet. Uh, after 10. Uh, I don't. So uh, now I can't find that. So there, there is this thing where they uh, it's like a game. Uh, it's like a it's like a trend right now on on. It was a trend on YouTube. I'm not I'm not sure if it's anymore where they were like trying to find like click on a comment and uh, within like 10 replies uh, they expected it to be uh, as outrageous as possible so good example you know uh, there's like machine gun kelly great artist uploads a new music video you know and mm-hmm. people are commenting and like dude like his raps are fire and you and you can be sure that within like 10 replies to that comment it's going to be a full blown race war um yeah so that's internet comments are wild and like getting back to that conversation that we had last uh uh, last week about you know that i'm sure gave you massive anxieties afterwards and (laughs) i'm still uh, very sorry about that but just to um perpetuate those anxieties so when uh Yeah, yeah you know we didn't grow up with with tiktok and i don't use tiktok myself uh but youtube shorts um that i watch and a lot of them are just tiktoks um yeah and there's oh god there's so much that's just wrong about that and fuck i i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna sound like fucking clint eastwood in one of those racially very uh in uh well gran torino yeah yeah gran torino thank you (laughs) um but I need those TikTok shorts to get off my lawn, dude. Um, it's it's bad. It's it's bad. There's just random videos of just girls that are probably above eighteen. I'm not sure. Um, like barely dressed, just in front of like an audience of like a few million people, and like a few million that have actually watched the videos. Um, and everything they do is. So there's this, uh, this, I don't remember what it's called, but there's a thing where they change like clothes, mm-hmm. but they synchronize the, the change of clothes to a beat, which obviously yeah. is achieved to movie magic because trying to achieve that in real life, changing from like a really, you know, like tight fitting pair of pants to like a skirt and like a blouse, I imagine to be very impractical in you know real time to synchronize that to a real time drop that's probably gonna occur within seconds. So Only I pen and teller. So I will. I, I would guess that probably they they do a little bit of a uh, of a of a cutty thing there. Um, and yeah. when when the drop comes, you know, usually it goes from respectable girl to her name is Crystal now, and <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's horrible, dude. It's it it, it really that, was, that one was really popular like months ago though. Yeah, it was, probably the, it's just made its way to like YouTube Shorts now. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's the overflow. Mm-hmm. Um, oh god, I got plenty of problems with TikTok. I don't even problem like I haven't used it, but yeah. But um, I mean, it's just one person creates one thing and then it becomes a fad. And so when when it first came out and everyone was dancing to this one fucking song. It was just like, and like, oh. but everyone was just, Oh, Oh, fuck! everyone you. copied. Oh, that's some serious PTSD. Yeah. 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 So like every, like one person did that. And then mm-hmm. everyone was like, wow, this is great. I'm literally going to get all my friends together and cop and do the exact same thing. And it, I mean, it's the same with that. Um, harlem shake thing like yeah literally yeah no like nothing different everyone just repeats the same yeah, shit and planking every and stuff single time and all that yeah. yeah yeah and then this was like one person there's like a few people on there who are creating new things and then like all the normal 
boring ass un, uh, like but but my unremarkable uh, people just like copying it but that's not what bothers me because that's oh, what that people have me oh, dude but that's what people have always been doing like always i know but yeah. what bothers me is the laziness of the content creation of like someone does something on tiktok all right and the, and they post a video for example i don't know someone does a sick kickflip whatever and then there's because uh, again i've never used the app i don't know how it works exactly but it seems like you can take a video and film yourself reacting to that video and or film yourself reacting to it and then just have it you know cut in i, I don't know how it works but um just people <laughs> literally just filming themselves just watching a video and not even reacting to it like they're just mm. watching and maybe i don't know they pull off a sick kickflip and they they land it and maybe you will see a little bit of a like a huh or like a like a or like, yeah something like that you know and, and i'm like yeah motherfucker like ah oh, <laughs> shit but then on the other hand i can't blame them like imagine being part of a of a generation where you can i don't know if if like tiktok influencers earn money i would i would guess so um, like apart from like sponsored deals, just in you mm. know in general via ads, I, yeah, they I, must. I, I, I have no idea. But just imagine being able to to have millions of people watch your face. I mean, if you're into that kind of shit, um, by doing nothing else than just filming yourself while watching a video. I'm not talking about what I am watching as well. Sometimes in YouTube, um, it, which is just reaction stuff, like with PewDiePie, which is a lot of times just reaction to stuff. That's different because there's like a whole lore and there's like a whole like community thing about it. And there's like a, like there's actual effort in the videos for the most part. And yeah. And that's just not there anymore. And it's not even yeah. it's it's a couple of seconds long. And oh, fuck. It's that bad. that whole reactions thing is such a cancer on YouTube. Like there are people who are really interesting to watch, like, yeah, especially for music. There's like vocal coaches and, yeah. and like composers right. and, and like en- right. audio engineers and like putting a new song that they've never heard that oh, is dude, like mind blowing do, do you know Nick Nocturnal uh yeah I oh do. that guy slaps holy shit he's, <laughs> he's uh yeah he's he's one of those guys that you, that you were talking about and oh fuck he's I, I enjoy his, his, his reaction so much because he he really gets me you know there's like the song and then there's his face and he's enjoying it. And then I'm enjoying watching him enjoying <laughs> it. And, and fuck, it's like a, it's like an orgy of enjoyment. Shit. Yeah. I particularly, there's this one girl, uh, woman, I guess she's a woman. Um, she's like an, she's an opera singer and, uh-huh. a, and a, a vocal coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, some point started someone like she was like reacting to all this kind of like kind of pop music and operatic stuff and then someone got her to react to a metal song and then she started doing more metal songs yeah. and then and she she got like interested in it and then uh last week she reacted to that Lorna Shore to the Hellfire song oh fuck and 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 she was like fucking fascinated by it yeah. and i was like this is really interesting because you have a valuable perspective on this and especially yeah. something that is like technically technical understanding that i don't and then there are just like everyday people who are like i think yeah. see this and they're like i should create a reaction channel too mm. but then they don't have anything unique to add to it i have to i have to slightly disagree because i think adding entertainment to it is still adding something um and entertainment is very very you know subjective so i think for a lot of mm. people yeah take pewdiepie that's someone that i i, I will openly admit <laughs> i i watch him all yeah. the time and and he's someone <laughs> he's not adding anything he's just he's just holding no. a stupid fucking face in the camera but you know he's kind of funny so <laughs> it's like okay no no well yeah yeah yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people who aren't funny though or like exactly like said, yeah. kind of like don't don't really say anything they just kind of like watch it and they're like wow that was pretty cool yeah just like <laughs> two two dumb guys who don't have to say anything smart or interesting yeah. or entertaining having a podcast it's the worst yeah, but, oh. <laughs> yeah. there's so many well, my, out <laughs> my theory my i have a little theory about that that like at least for the last few years like with with lockdown and everything mm-hmm. people want to find other people 
who appreciate the thing that they do, especially if it's more niche stuff like metal yeah. music, where it's really hard to find people in person anymore who like share the same things as you can appreciate them. Yeah. So like you want to validate your thing that you care about. And so like you seek out other people on the internet who, mm-hmm. who's, who, value that and then it like it kind of just gives you that validation that it's a it's a thing um and additionally uh, just adding to that um the the ability of of you know of tiktok and i think that was you know what it was supposed to be originally um is for people to collaborate and to you know make videos together even though they can't be together like physically so I think that's a very, very cool idea, apart from the whole, you know, Chinese government having all your data and stuff. But um, it's, you know, I'm personally not that concerned about it because, you know, they want to have my data. They, they probably got it already. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> not the issue. But yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think TikTok has potential. But coming back to, you know, the, the anxiety-ridden stuff... Um, with not just the the content that's out there that's already cancerous as shit, but <laughs> um, the, the comments. Holy fuck, the comments, dude. Like, there's... Imagine being a young person putting yourself out there uh, on TikTok because everyone's doing it. And, I mean, I, I don't want to go all Jordan Peterson now, but you you have to... It's never good starting a sentence with that, right? <laughs> so, okay. Okay, let me rephrase. So, just to go full Jordan Peterson here, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> um, I think that there's a certain value in, in those people, those, those kids putting themselves out there if it were in an environment that would be safe from predators. That's I think that right. that's the part that scares me. But to be fair, that was always the case when I was still in bodybuilding and I was I was like nineteen years old, so I was basically still a kid. Um, I uh, well, no, I was I was young and I was seventeen. I think I was literally a kid. Um, and you would write in like bodybuilding.com and the in the forums and stuff, and yeah, it was interesting. We were exchanging routines and stuff, and then. Um, all of a sudden, you, you you would sometimes just get messages from, uh, you know, coaches, quote-unquote, would be like, hey, so if you could send me some pictures of you, I could really rate your progress and all that stuff. I mean... And like, maybe if you could take one of you without your shirt on riding a surfboard or something, that would be cool. Yeah, and just your dick hanging out, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, but that's... I mean, I was old enough to already realize that's something that I probably shouldn't do. Um but with younger kids especially, they usually, I, I compare it to the immune system. You know, the older you get, the more shitty your immune system has seen. And, you know, when it sees the same shit over and over again, it doesn't overreact anymore. With yeah. kids, they experience everything for the first time. So they're going to be like, uh, oh, well, it's a message from a stranger. Well, why don't I reply? And um, mm-hmm. that's just something I, I don't want to have them scarred for life. Um, then, obviously, we've, talked about this in the past about you know first experiences with like you know nudity and and stuff from someone bringing a playboy to school or whatever um (laughs) yeah and and, you know just just a general thing that happens from generation to generation that's that's normal but i don't want my 10 year old kid to be confronted with stuff like that um in a in, in a in a in a global environment you know it's not just your classmates anymore that will involve you with stuff like that. It's now technically the whole world that could do that. And um, that could mentally and emotionally scar your kid for life just because it wanted to sing along to a song on TikTok. Like, fuck. And that's that's bad. That's really bad. And (laughs) uh, I feel a lot of anxiety right now about that. I... uh yeah, I mean, I've I've got a, a a kid coming on the way, and uh, it's something it's something I think about because I think back to always like got a always always got a fucking one up, got a sh- got a shoehorn. <laughs> 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 uh, I think back to like the eighties and nineties, like 
when communication was so much more personal in or like in person and uh, like you really had to go out of your way to stay in contact with somebody because you didn't have the internet like readily available all the time and you had to go find a payphone to make a call to somebody kind of things so like your horizons. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. Like your perceived sort of distance that you could connect with people mm-hmm. was much smaller. Yeah. And now like we, I mean, we, we talk regularly and it, it's very easy. There's very few, very few barriers there. And it's, it's very easy for me to, to find anyone and connect with any new person in, in some country. Uh, whereas before it was like, uh, yeah, it was just extremely difficult. So yeah. I don't know what my point is there is, but it's just, no, it's, it's, it's no, you're definitely right. I mean, the ability to connect to people, um, not necessarily in a benign manner is, uh, greatly enhanced and has been greatly enhanced throughout the last decades and uh yeah it 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 really sucks it is good but for the most part it sucks because you're reading comments online from people that you've never met and you will never meet that just rile you up and and you're like why the fuck do people like this exist um but also what's the point of it all either like (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. I I have never I have never made a com- like one time have I made a comment on Reddit and it ever there was a there was that whole like Apple battery throttling thing mm-hmm. and then there's a kind of well known YouTuber uh, I think his name is like Louis something mm-hmm. um, I can't remember but he ended up um, responding to my comment. Um, and then like asking for more information that I like gave him even more mm-hmm. information. And that, that was one time where I felt like I was actually doing something the rest of the time. It's like, none of you motherfuckers like have any more information than me. It's just a cesspool of people going, Whoa, this is cool. This isn't good. And then it like, I, I noticed that I started like defaulting to when I see a headline, I go to the comment section first to originally it was because originally it was because oftentimes there are people who summarize it better Mm -hmm. as the top comment or it's or something that's like missing and they're like this is also missing from this but it's slippery slope down to just seeing people's opinions about whether it's a good or a bad thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i noticed i started doing that yeah it's i i i admire your uh, capability of you know staying out of stuff like that. I mean, I got better with the years, but I was I was you know I consider myself to have been quite the keyboard warrior myself, and um, <laughs> I was I was commenting it up like a lot. But on Reddit, I I still do sometimes, but mostly in a way where I know this is just going to be constructive. Like there's no like, for example, I'm in this uh, what should I cook uh, subreddit. And oh, yeah. since I'm like a, you know, hobby chef, I'm, I'm like, yeah, uh, here's some here's some stuff. And sometimes I throw yeah. some science facts in there. Uh, like here, someone was like uh, trying to lower my cholesterol. Any tips for dieting? I was like, oats are scientifically proven to lower cholesterol because of the yeah. contained beta-glucan. And then I'm like, here, eat that much every day. Healthy life, you know. Cool. See, that's and I got that's positive. I, yeah, that's and nice. I and I got like nineteen up dudes, and that's that's cool. But then there's this comments then, where where I got like two hundred forty downwards, <laughs> which, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, was about shit. I don't even remember the controversy. Oh yeah, right. It was about the whole Belarus thing, and uh, that they uh, yeah took down um, an airplane. Uh, with a diplomat in there and no no a whole passenger airplane right because they suspected to have a terrorist on board and well it was a whole thing and i was like i probably shouldn't touch that but i still did and uh i was just i was just like literally i was just trying to create a frame of reference with some other historical mm-hmm. facts and uh whoa people were immediately uh uh, you know, calling me a communist <laughs> and uh, 
uh, I, I should go home to Mother Russia and all that stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> holy shit. Was that only because I wasn't 100% pro-American on that one? Fuck. <laughs> that's, that's horrible. But, um, I mean, you know, we've grown to handle that stuff the past 15 years. And uh, with 16, whenever, you know, I uploaded a picture to Facebook with my stupid face on it, um, <laughs> I, I, that was like the most important thing in my life to, I, I, like not social media in general, but when I uploaded something, I was so invested, like, oh fuck, how many, how many likes is this going to get? Who's going to comment? Oh God, is my crush going to comment? Oh shit, she didn't. Oh God, she hates it. And, um, yeah, yeah. all, all the kind of like teenage stuff where like, uh. even if the internet wasn't around, you would still go through all that. Um, yeah, it's just through a different lens. You're insecure, you're presenting yourself to the world, and yeah. But now, since everything's so fast-paced and everything's so... The turnover is so high, um, it's it's really hard to tell what's it going to be like in like 10 years. We, we don't know. As we, we've talked about this, I think the internet is going to be highly personalized. There's not going to be the internet for everyone in the same way. And uh, I, I, I also think that the Matrix is a, is a possibility that could happen eventually um, through the mix oh, of boy, overpopulation yeah. and AI. And we're just going to be stuck in some parts where, as we discussed, we're going to, you know, drown in our own shit, basically. Yeah. But yeah. On this high note, I would like to end this podcast. Um, sure. And uh, f- <laughs> f- first of all, I, I actually want to thank Podnuts because they're not doing anything actively, but they're uh, ever since we, you know, uh, got onto that platform and actually, you know, promote them. Maybe there's a lot of people actually using it uh, that mm-hmm. are, you know, coincidentally also interested in our podcast. Um because our listener numbers are going up a little bit. I'm quite happy about that. Uh, and we um, actually got, got a lot of people listening now from Dublin, which is hey, cool. Great. Maybe it's just one guy listening to the same shit over and over again. I don't know. but or Maybe he accidentally ran a script and all of his mining PCs started listening <laughs> to it for some fucking reason. Oh, God, he's going to be so pissed. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, it's 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 great uh, that you know we we seem to uh, reach more people uh, the longer we do this, and yeah, man, that's awesome. I mean, it's an outlet for me, but uh, people like it as well. That's fantastic. Yeah, I just hate it, but it's <laughs> the, <laughs> I just do it for you because you know your fiance is like, oh shit, he really just needs to talk to someone, yeah. and it would be you know what would be best if you could. He re- won't stop fucking talking about crypto. <laughs> And you know it would be best if you could record that and just, you know, keep, yeah. keep it somewhere. And then, like, 20 years from now, I'm going to be like, see, you motherfucker, why didn't you put our money in fucking Mooncoin or whatever it was that you invested <laughs> in? I still think it's so cute that she calls it digging instead of mining. Oh, she does? Oh, God, that's oh god, that's adorable. She's like, are you digging? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're a billionaire yet, Jason? Huh? You're a billionaire yet? Uh, no, not quite. Not in Safe Moon. Oh God! Oh God! Well, yeah, then just give it like two or three more weeks. I'm sure that uh, with Elon Musk's recent post about uh, Dogecoin, it's gonna it's gonna go just great. Oh God! I'm very. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Looking forward. To so, um, yeah, check us out uh, on Twitter at Friends Apart Pod. Um, also check out, as I already mentioned, Podnots, uh, AI-driven podcasting website uh, where you can find stuff that fits your actual listening experience and not whatever the fuck your Apple Podcasts algorithm is giving you. Because let's be real here, Apple Music and Apple Podcasts is it's just getting worse and worse and worse. I don't know what those guys are doing. It's <laughs> It's getting so bad. And since Apple Podcasts is like on the seventh or eighth spot of apps that people use to listen to us i don't give a shit actually actually, it actually it is uh the oh on our list yeah sure in the world apple apple podcast is still like 70 percent. yeah yeah obviously (laughs) but i don't give a shit about the world dude 
Yeah. It's all about us. Fuck the world. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the world. With those wise words. Le monde. Yeah. Screw the world. I just said it in French and then you decided to. I, I went with Eastern German. Uh, in English. <laughs> oh, okay. it, it was it was a bold choice, I know. <laughs> okay, buddy. You have a good one. And uh, yeah, talk to you next week then. Sounds good. Yep. Bye. Bye.